0: Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Hallelujah. Glad
1: to be here with all of you today. I love being in the house of God, with God's people. Um, Today I'm going to share a message with you titled it, The Trap of Self-Righteousness. The Trap of Self-Righteousness. We're going to start, though, in Romans chapter 1, if you want to turn there in your Bibles or punch there in your phones and iPads, tablets, Android. Don't want to leave anybody out. It'll be PC with our electronics. Um, or you can turn to the screen as well. Um, we'll bring it up for you. Um, there, there, there came a chance for promotion for Bubba and Cooter, and, um, but only one would get the job. So they had to take this test, and whoever got the best score on the test would be guaranteed the promotion. So they both took the test, and a little while later, the boss calls them into the office to give, give them the results. And he says, gentlemen, son, we had an interesting thing happen today. Both of you scored the exact same score on the test. So we're going to give the promotion to Bubba. Cooter says, why? Why would you do that? Why him and not me? I, mean, I scored the exact same test. Why, what made you choose Bubba? He said, well, Bubba, it all came down to question number 46. And he said, to which Bubba's answer was, I don't know. But your answer was, me neither. <laughs> yeah. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says this. For I am not ashamed. Come on, say, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of what? The gospel of Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Aren't you grateful for that? For everyone who believes For the Jew first, and also for the Greek. What a great statement by the Apostle Paul. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation. Now, it doesn't stop there. To everyone who believes. It must be believed in order to receive, you must believe it in order to receive the power of it. All right? Then the next verse says, for in it, that is, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. I love this the righteousness of God is revealed in it. In the gospel, the righteousness, are you hearing this? In the gospel, not in you, not in your deeds, not in your works, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Faith. In other words, what he's saying is, what he means by from faith to faith is that initial moment that you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, that faith that accepted him, received his grace, received that gospel, that's where you were saved. To faith, and that is faith to live by, faith to walk by. So in the same way that you received him, it's the same way that you walk. That's what Colossians says. For as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. It's in the gospel that the righteousness of God is revealed. Aren't you grateful for that? It's not not in telling people how sinful they are. It is in the revelation of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's where the power is. Um, Now, we're going to go over to Luke now, Luke chapter 18. And let's get into this today. Luke chapter 18, the trap the trap of self-righteousness. Now listen to me. I don't want you to sit here today and think, well, you know, I'm, I don't have any problem with self-righteousness. Yeah, you do. If you think that thought, you do. <laughs> All right. All of us have to continually come back to the truth of the gospel so that we never ever slip into self-reliance and self-dependence. All right? And so I want to help us avoid this trap Because it's easier to slip into than we think. And there might be some self-righteousness found in you today. And I'm hoping to bring this heat-seeking missile, self-righteousness-seeking missile, and let's destroy this stuff. All right? Let's be gospel people and gospel people only. All right? Luke chapter 18, it's a great verse of Scripture. It says this. Also, he spoke this parable, verse 9. Did I say verse 9? Luke 18 Nine. Also, he speaking. That's Jesus. Spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous, and despised others. Now, now if you're taking notes, I want to just write this down. This isn't this this isn't my main course, but these are things that self righteousness here shows us that it has two characteristics: one, self trust; two, contempt for others. Self trust and contempt for others. All right, let's continue to read. Verse 10, two men, Jesus is telling us, went up to the temple to pray, and one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Now, where are these guys? Where did they go? They went to church, didn't they? That's what the temple is for us today. They went to church to pray. One was a Pharisee and one was a tax collector. And a Pharisee was one of the religious leaders of the day. They're Made up of Saddu- uh, Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes. Uh, rulers of the temple, rulers of the synagogue. Uh, the Pharisees, <clears throat> you don't want to be a Pharisee because the Pharisee is not fair, you see. You don't want to be a Sadducee either because the Sadducee is just sad, you see. The Pharisee, verse 11, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. It purposefully says it just like that. He prayed thus with himself. All right? Watch. God. Actually, God. That's how they talk. I'm pretty sure this is how the Pharisees talk. God. I thank thee that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Wow. This is a prayer. Doesn't sound like much of a prayer, does it? It sounds like what Jesus said he was doing, talking thus with himself. I wonder who he's calling God there. I thank you that I'm not like other men. Wow, what a what a statement. Does he realize that he's also human or does he think he's something else? I'm not like other men. Really? Pretty sure you're a son of Adam just like everybody else, blinded by religion, lost in sin, but still has the audacity. I want you to write this down. The first trap of self-righteousness is self-exclusion, self-exclusion. I thank you that I'm not like other men. I'm the exception to the rule. So he presents himself to God, not on the basis of true gratitude, as he starts off saying, I thank you, but quickly we saw what his thanks was really about. It was about him. Not on the basis of gratitude or humility, but on the basis of his own merits, his own effort, his own pride. This woman walked into a bank to open up a new account, and as she sat across the desk from the banker, she helped herself to one of his business cards, and looking at the card, she uh, recognized uh, the name that was on there um, as being a guy that she had gone to high school with many years before. Uh, But she thought, you know, he looked similar to that guy, but she couldn't really tell because you know, time had taken its toll on him. He's now wrinkled and balding and looked really much too old to have been uh, in her high school class. Uh, But he still did bear a strong resemblance to the guy that she remembers. And so she wondered if perhaps he was the father of the boy that she remembered from so long ago. And So she asked him, she said, did your son attend high school uh, locally? And He said, no, but but I did. Valley High, 1975. And she said, really? Well, I, I was at Valley High in 1975, too. He said, you were? You know, I thought you looked familiar. What subject did you teach? It's much easier to look at yourself less unrealistically and more favorably and more forgivingly than you look at others. The the temptation is to exclude yourself from others through drawing lines of division rather than circles of love. This is the trap of self-righteousness, drawing lines of division instead of circles of love. You know, your life will go a whole lot better if you will decide to draw circles of love. And welcome others in. And you know what you're going to find out? You're going to find out that as you do that, and as you welcome others into your circle, that you might not be in their circle. That's okay. That's all right. Love them anyway. Love them anyway. Love is the thing that never fails. God has welcomed us all into his circle of love. Without condition, because that's what he chose to do. It's the self-exclusion self is the first trap. Now, let's look at further on what he says. He says, I think that I'm not like other men. And then he begins to say what other men are like, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I mean, you know, it's bad, it's bad enough that he's, you know, naming sins of other guys, but then he points to a guy that's in church with him and says, thank you that I'm not like that guy. Hey, let's, let's, not, let's not dismiss this too quickly to act like this doesn't relate to us or we've never felt that way or thought that way before. I mean, come on, if we're honest about it. Are we honest about it here today? Huh? It's easy to get into that trap of self-promotion. Self-promotion. Well, I know, you know, I've got my mistakes, but I don't do what that guy does. I know what he I've never done that. Or would I ever do that? Self-promotion. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody where you're telling a story about an experience that you've had, but they immediately one up your story? You know what I'm talking about? That's, that's really frustrating. Like, like your experience really has no value to it. And, and you can see it coming. All right, Jeremiah, come up here for a moment. You can see it coming too. Tell me about, have you ever had wisdom teeth taken out? You have? Tell, tell me about that experience, all right? Okay, you can see it coming. So I'm the guy that is the one-upper, all right? Okay. Well, I went to the doctor, and they put me in a seat, and uh, they gave me some medicine so I could go to sleep, and then they took my wisdom teeth out, and then I woke How up. How many? How many? Uh, just the top two, I think. Oh. The, uh, and then they, they brought me home, and uh, my dad was dragging me into the house. Dude, dude, and, I had four uh, wisdom teeth taken out. That's, that's nothing, man. Let me tell you about me now. Well, I, I wasn't done done yet. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. This is kind of conversation, right? Like, you know that they're not even wanting to hear what you have. I've got to tell my story. So hurry up and get done with your little trifle story. Thank you. I gotta tell my story. Meh, 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 me, meh, Self-promotion. I had a, a friend like that years ago, actually, that I attended Bible college with, and he had this. He had this saying, anytime I would tell a story, and I, I just got to where I just didn't tell him stories anymore because he'd always start his, his part, his response to my story with, son, that ain't nothing. <laughs> it's nothing? Wow, I'm sorry I wasted your time. I didn't realize I was pre- sitting in the presence of, su- of such greatness as I'm sitting in your room drinking coffee from your plastic roadrunner Runner." convenience store cup, brewed in a coffee pot, filtered through one of your socks. (laughs) Son, that ain't nothing. Sage of the ages, please enlighten me. (laughs) Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 says, let nothing be done. Through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, or humility, let each esteem others better than themselves. Better than themselves. Let us esteem others better than ourselves. Doesn't that, make you, didn't that scripture make you feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside? Yeah, I didn't think so. No <laughs> amens. It's still there. Take the time to listen. Take the time to value others. Don't be in that self-promotion mode. Huh? Don't use their story as a springboard to promote your better story. Avoid one-upping each other. Treat others, Jesus said, as you want to be treated. I want to avoid the traps of self-exclusion and self-promotion. Then I want you to look at what else he says. Verse 12. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And that's pretty good stuff, right? I mean, that's, I think those are are good things to do. I'm not downplaying what he did. I'm just saying, I'm down, what I'm saying is, it's how he's saying it. Who cares? I mean, you have to announce this? Is that, see, that's the problem here. It's not that it's what he's doing. It's his announcement of what he's doing here is where you find and this is this probably is the biggest trap I think is self-worth. Self-worth. I do this. I fast twice a week and I pay tithes on all that I have. Your worth to God is never made up of what you do or don't do. Your worth to God was already determined in the death burial and resurrection of his son the trap of self righteousness is to believe your worth is determined by your performance and nothing could be further from the truth because the righteousness of god is revealed through faith in the gospel so i want i want to i want just a moment i've i've asked uh, my friend everett foster um, to come and share a uh, testimony in his testimony with you today. And this, a marvelous, marvelous thing has happened in this man's life. And I said, you've got to share this with our church. Would you please welcome Everett Jr., Everett Foster Jr. You all know Pastor Everett.
0: Hello. Come um, on up here. Come on up here. Man, I thought I'd be nervous. I was right. Um... Recently, I was. You have to give me a minute. I think of where I was, and I think of where I'm at now, and it just. This is just thankfulness. So give me a minute. Because I was dying. All my life, I've been plagued with depression and real bad anxiety. And because of that, I didn't know what to do. I, I had no peace, none whatsoever. I mean, it was just torment. I'd lay there in bed at night, tired but couldn't sleep because my mind just, it wouldn't stop. And there, nothing in particular, just torment, you know, just could not rest. So I did what I I tried to find my peace in so many different ways. I drank. I drank a lot. I, I did other things, you know, tried some drugs, just whatever, you know, just trying to get some calmness and it would it would last. I mean, it would do it, but it it never lasted. It it was something that never stayed it went away, you know. I never had full peace. And I was standing out on my back porch one day, and finally I was just, all right, God, I can't do this no more. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm coming, and immediately the devil hit me up. He was like, "Ah, so you're gonna show weak? You're gonna be weak and you know have to be obedient to somebody else and do things that you don't want. And God showed me real quick right then and there he showed me he said, that that obedience is not it's not weakness. It's it's a strength because I, he gave us all something free will. And so ultimately we get to decide. And he showed me that by believing in him, you know, that I make the decision To believe. I'm the one that just trusts God. And that obedience and that belief in Him, you dare to believe God, man, and He will pick you up and He will lift you above all of these things. All of this. And just that obedience is not a restriction, it is not something that holds you back because obedience is not just doing the things that you don't want to do. Obedience is 100% trusting God. That's it. There's nothing more to it. It's just, all right, God, you said it, so I'm going to do it because I believe you. And if you believe God, that's what it did. It just, it took me and, I mean, I've had, my anxiety was so bad that I couldn't, when I would talk to somebody, I couldn't even look them in the eye. That's how bad it was in the depression. And I mean, I'm up here doing this right now. And yeah, I'm nervous, but I'm here, I'm doing it. Yeah. I do have the strength to do it because I believed God. And I don't know if this is, I don't, I'm sorry, but that's all I know to tell you is just believe God, trust Him, and He will take you to places you've never been before in your life. And oh, that's, that's just all I know to tell you. I'm, that's it. Thank <laughs>
1: How many of you think he, he should apologize for what he just told us here today? Oh, my gosh. Incredible. It's been amazing to see the transformation in his life. Everett and I meet on a regular basis. And, and, and to the, the see the, the turnaround in his life uh, as far as his understanding of the word, God is just revealing so much to him. And I, that's why I keep coming back to this. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. The moment Everett just decided, I'm giving this to God. I'm believing God. Revelation really started opening up to him, the revelation of the righteousness of God, and not something that we can attain all of our own strength, and nothing in this world could fill that void except his presence, glory to God, and, um, and I, I believe this ab- about him, I believe that God has a great, great call on his life to stand before people and deliver a message, and that's why the enemy has fought him so hard, but praise God, he's here. He's here. We have the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for sharing that with us, Everett. I'm, I'm so excited to be a part of your life. I'm blessed. So the, the trap of self-righteousness is to believe that your worth is determined by something that you can do your own. I want you to go to one more scripture. We're going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Is everybody okay out there? Good. Hope this is filling you up today. 2 Timothy 2, Timmy 2, verse 19. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 19 says this, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. We know what the foundation is, right? The foundation is Jesus Christ. That's what Paul teaches us in in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, when it talks about the foundation has been laid which no no one else can lay, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus is actually the, the chief cornerstone of this foundation, and it's built upon the apostles and prophets, and we are all part of that building being built into a holy habitation for our God. But this says there's a seal on this foundation that says this. Watch this. The Lord knows those who are is. I don't know what that does for you today, but that brings great comfort to me to know the Lord knows me. He knows that I belong to Him. He knows you belong to him. He knows those who are his. He keeps account of everybody that's in his family. He sees you. That means he sees you individually. He's not just seeing a mass of people. He's seeing you individually, personally, intimately. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. There's two things on this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. That is your position. That is your position. This is beautiful. Your position is found in him. You are hidden in Christ. And now your purpose is let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Now watch this. We're going to go to the next thing. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Now this has been misconstrued and mispreached many times because They stop at this verse many times and say some people were born with certain, uh, some are born for honor and some are born for dishonor. It's all in God's divine plan. But that's not at all what the scripture is teaching us. All right, It's saying in this great house there are different kinds of vessels. Now watch verse 21. This brings it all together. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, what's the latter? Being the wood and the clay, Pots, we cleanse ourselves from that. He will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So what he's teaching us is, is the vessels that are made of wood and clay, not the gold and silver. They're not useful for the master, and they're not prepared to be used for the master. But check this out: they're in the house, aren't they? Because the Lord knows those who are His. It's possible to be a child of God and not do anything effective for the kingdom of God. But who wants to live that life? Who wants to live that life? Who wants to be a vessel of dishonor when they're owned by the master? I want to be used by God. But listen to me. Religion has this completely backwards, though. It's it's completely opposite of the truth of the Scriptures. It teaches you that discipleship is the ultimate in Christianity. And sonship is just some byproduct or some benefit. Nothing could be further from the truth. A disciple is made. A son is born. Right? You're all born into the family of God. You're sons. You have this. Wow. The righteousness of God has been revealed. Therefore, you are children of God because you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But the discipleship is determined by you, not by God. And when you cleanse yourself and you depart from iniquity yourself, that's when you become a vessel for honor and useful for the master. God will use you as much as you want to be used. That's what he's saying. But never mistake your value or your worth with your usefulness because your worth was determined by his blood. Well, I just don't feel worthy. You are worthy. I mean, if God would would do what he did, to bring his son to the world, to die for you, to pay the highest price. He paid the highest price to have you. Obviously, he believes you are worthy. And you are. That's what Paul turned away from the Jews at one point in the book of Acts. He says, because you deem yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, we're going to the Gentiles. They would not accept that price that was paid for them. They want to determine their value, their worth, by their efforts. By keeping the law. And that's the trap of self-righteousness. You have to keep coming back to this truth. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation everyone who believes. I believe that. The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel and nothing else. And when you fully accept that and receive that for your own life and walk that out, then you will avoid these snares and these traps of self-righteousness. At one level or another, This is something that we have to overcome regularly. Comparing ourselves with others. Don't fall in that trap of self-exclusion, self-promotion, and self-worth. Find out everything that you need in this glorious gospel. Thank you. I want to read the last few verses of Luke chapter 18, verse 13. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast. This made me think of what you were just saying, how you came to God, Everett. But beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Be merciful to me. In other words, I'm humbling myself to you. I'm nothing in and of myself. Be merciful to me. That's all I can ask you for is mercy. Now watch what Jesus says. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, made right, cleared of the guilt of sin, Rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Glory to God. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for this glorious day. We thank you for the gospel that came to us, Lord. And Lord, what happened was when we believed that, what we were saying was, I'm no longer trusting myself. I am not able to help myself In my sinful condition. I'm not able to save myself. I'm not able to do enough good. To outweigh the bad. Actions won't change my condition. Faith in God is what changes us. Because he who knew no sin. Became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Thank you, Lord, that you forever have altered the course of our reality. Thank you, Lord, that now today we are new creations, new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things are gone. There's no self-reliance here. It's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus did it. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is the one who took away my sins. Jesus is the one who makes me righteous. Jesus is the one who gives me the victory. Thank you, Lord. But Father, we today fully depend on you. We fully depend on that finished work of the Lord Jesus. We don't look to ourselves because we can do nothing in and of ourselves. But Jesus said, with me, all things are possible. So we thank you. Thank you for that today. Thank you for saving us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for redeeming us. Thank you for choosing us. I pray today, God, that not one ounce of self Religion, self-righteousness, Lord, would even be named or seen among us, God. That we would live and bask in the glorious grace of God by walking by faith in Him. In
0: the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.